Oh, yeah. For this podcast, you may want to hide the women and children. Good morning and good evening. Whatever time it is, you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Let me tell you, this is probably the hardest since I've started this program to try to sound as energetic as you just heard. Because I am trying to take a few deep breaths. I tried to give myself a little bit of time here before I got on with you and give you my thoughts about this game tonight. Because I'm trying to keep it as clean as I can. But don't be surprised there's some F-bombs and some language uh, in this podcast. I'll just give you a pre-warning. Because I am extremely pissed off by that performance tonight by the Eagles. Now, some of you may be saying, well, you know, what are you mad at, Jeff? You know, you picked the Eagles to lose to Seattle. Yes, of course I did. And I said it a couple times. Rewind to the pregame podcast or go back to the preseason podcast when I talked about this game. And I said, until the Eagles actually beat the Seahawks, I will never pick the Eagles to beat the Seahawks. It's been 15 years heading into this game. Now, tonight, this is the part and the reason why I'm pissed. The Seahawks didn't beat the Eagles tonight. The Eagles beat the Eagles tonight. And I'll explain why. And I'm going to try to calm down because, you know, like I said, I've got a lot of energy just to let go here. Um, wow. There's a lot of things wrong with this team right now. There's some things, obviously, some developments that also happened very late in the week after my pregame podcast on Friday. Developments that happened on Friday uh, with respect to the Eagles letting Sean Desai, basically demoting him. And Matt Patricia taking over the defense, essentially, and calling the game tonight. That was one thing. Then we heard about Jalen Hurts being sick. And may or may not be playing tonight. I'll tell you right now, I wish he didn't play tonight. And that'll give you a hint as far as who I'm going to be coming after hard in this game. I don't care if he's sick or not. That was a pathetic, pathetic performance by Jalen Hurts tonight. So if there's any Jalen Hurts fans out there, which I am one. But I'm just saying, if you don't tough skin, this may not be the podcast you want to listen to. Because I'm going to about to tear him to shreds. And of course, it's not only on Hurts. But you know what? When you got a quarterback that you're paying $50 million a season, you want to at least have a quarterback that could could read defenses. You want to at least have a quarterback that doesn't be reckless with the ball late in the game. I don't care if you're sick or not. 
The game was in hand. This loss tonight, you can talk all you want about the defense and the coaching changes and all the other things that happened during the game. This loss tonight is on Jalen Hurts. So I didn't want to start there, but I'm going to have to start there because that is the essential threat of this podcast tonight. The Eagles lose in Seattle in a game they should never have lost. Backup quarterback. They even get a break. No Devon Witherspoon. No Geno Smith. And they still lose to Seattle. This, this team's going nowhere, folks. Nowhere. You could forget, of course, the first round by. We, we already knew that. You could probably maybe forget the division. I don't know if the Eagles can hold on and win a division. That's how piss poor they are right now. Even with these, quote, easy games coming up. Let me ask you this question. How many games this season has been an easy game for the Eagles? I'll give you the answer. Zero. Every single one of their 10 victories were close. And a win is a win in the NFL. You take them. Every single one of them. It's hard to win in this league. But let's face it, and I'm going to face it. I don't know if you're there facing it, but you know what? This is my podcast. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to deal you some real truth. This 10-win record is a facade. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that at all after losing to the 49ers, even though they got killed. 49ers are a good team. They can beat up on anybody. I still thought the Eagles could beat that team. That was a couple weeks ago. The hell they have a shot at beating them now. No freaking way. I've seen too much now of this team. They ain't beating the 49ers. No way. Dallas beat the crap out of them. And you know what? If they play Dallas tomorrow, I think Dallas will beat the crap out of them again. I told you this is going to be an ugly podcast. But you know what? It's time. A lot of this has been bottled up because I've seen a lot of this trending in the wrong direction, especially by our quarterback. Like I said, he's going to get up. I'm not done with him yet. This defense has been horrible the entire season. Horrible. And that is more Howie's fault than the defense's fault. So Howie, Mr. I'm going to make my own coaching changes behind the scenes this week. There's no doubt it came from the front office. Sirianni was not the one who initiated all those all what happened on the defense. Looking for scapegoats, apparently. Mr. Roseman decided to pick on Sean Desai. 
which I'm not saying he's done a good job. But they also came off two back-to-back losses against two of the top five teams in the NFL. Not a reason to hit the panic button and start shaking things up like this. Now, again, that's what they decided to do. But to me, anytime you have the front office sticking their noses into coaching and manage, you know, that type of uh, any type of coaching decisions, game management, game planning, and all that decisions, that's always a bad sign. Always. And Doug Peterson, they started playing around with him, you know, after he won the Super Bowl. They started telling him what he needed to do, what he couldn't do. What he, you know, pulling back the strings on what he could do and making his own type decisions. And Peterson said, F you. I'm out of here. If this is how it's going to go. And you know what? I want to be surprised if Sirianni's going to start having some of those thoughts. Of course, they're going to come out probably in these press conferences and say, oh, it was a mutual de- decision with Sirianni, who just came out earlier in the week, this week on Tuesday, and said, he believes in his own guys. Everyone he's got, you know, that he needs is in this building, which I guess technically he's not lying about because Patricia was in the building. But basically, he said, "There's not going to be any choke." He said, "We're not going to have any coaching changes. We're going to go with what we have. We have the right guys here to get it done." And then two days later, big shakeup. So that did not come from Sirianni, but they're going to spin it that way. I guarantee you, they're going to say it was a mutual decision. Because Sirianni has to say that. You understand? And I'm beginning to think, much like the Jerry Jones, we always picked on the Cowboys about Jerry Jones sticking his nose. I mean, he obviously he's the extreme because he basically runs that entire team. Soup the nuts. Basically, he's, he sits in on meetings. I mean, he's, he's all over that team. And we always poke fun at, at Jerry and laugh at the Cowboys because they haven't done a damn thing in 30 years. Since he started doing that. Jimmy Johnson said, screw you, I'm out of here. I'm telling you. I'm starting to see these same type of things happening now with Lurie and Roseman sticking their nose in to these type of, of coaching strategies. And just it's, it's just part of the game they do not belong in. Lurie funds the team. Obviously, of course, he's going to have a say in matters. But that's all he should have is a little bit of say. Not to be the one that's actually pulling the strings. And I don't know if he's he's not doing it directly. He's doing it through Howie. He's how he's pulling the strings. So they're both one and one A. And when teams start doing this, and I point to the Cowboys as exhibit A. It's a recipe for disaster. You're not going to win that way. And we're seeing the erosion. Since they won the Super Bowl, Howie and Lurie seem to think that they could run this team better than the coaches. And that is a bad equation. And that's what I'm seeing happening. I don't have much proof of this other than what happened this week. Clearly, what happened this week was them sticking their nose where it shouldn't be. And then, obviously, again, coming off of what they did to Doug Peterson. The only coach, by the way, who won us the Super Bowl. They ran him out of here. But 
that's the bigger overall viewpoint here. The in-game stuff tonight. I have major concerns, not only with what the front office is doing, but now I have major, major concerns over what's going on with our quarterback. Because I know he was sick, and he deserves credit for battling through the flu. But whether you got the flu or not, he has been playing this way. This has been the worst. But he's been showing regression all season. I've been talking about it on this podcast. So those of you who've been with me all along know this. Some of you may be joining me for the first time today. Go back and listen to my other podcast and you'll hear. Every time I talk about Jalen. And that's why I hate, even though he, you know, he deserved to get a, a, a good contract for sure. But he's regressing before our eyes and rapidly after tonight. Now, can you maybe shake it off a little bit saying the guy was playing with the flu tonight? Maybe he was just, you know, that can impact your gameplay. Yeah, it can. But this is not an anomaly game. He's been doing this for the last several weeks. What do I mean by doing this? Not being able to read defenses. Not being able to see wide receivers that are wide open right in front of him. Just hikes the ball, looks at one guy, and goes to him no matter what. You don't pay a quarterback $50 million to be a one-read quarterback. And you don't pay a quarterback $50 million a season to be playing reckless when the game's on the line. Which he also did tonight. As bad as he was playing, the game was still for the Eagles to win late. Two minutes to go. What's he do? Throws a bomb to a guy that's not even open. Now, again, you could argue that the guy held Watkins. They did. That was a hold, but he wasn't open. Why are you throwing that pass? You were driving down the field well in that drive. And he decides to go deep in the end zone to Watkins. It was not open. There's one thing if he was open. Now, he might have been able to throw him open, but Jalen does not have a good arm. I've been trying to tell everyone this as well. He doesn't have an arm like McNabb or Cunningham or Vic who can launch missiles down the field. All three of those guys could. Jalen does not have that type of arm. He underthrows receivers deep all the time. Horrible decision. It was a bad decision, worse than even the throw. Just keep methodically going down the field. Kick a field goal would have went up seven points. And scoring a maybe scoring a touchdown. I mean, either way, they're running out the clock too. Seattle had one timeout left. There was no need for him to play hero ball trying to throw a touchdown pass. Especially when the guy's out of his reach. He's got to know how far he can throw the ball by now. Jalen Hurts lost this game. 
He is the number one reason why the Eagles lost this game tonight. Number one, as in jersey number one. Awful game. Awful. And he's turning into a running quarterback. He is regressing into just a running quarterback. Again, how many times tonight? I wrote this in my notes by halftime. There's a handful of times he ran out of the pocket that was well protected just to do it because he's seeing ghosts. Or or trying to play hero ball again. Ever since he made that play... It was against the Bills, I think, when he when he hit um, when he hit the you know the wide out in the end zone there, and that really great play, great throw, the one that I praised him about. That was one time when he needed to scramble, and he made it a spectacular play. Ever since he's made that play, he thinks he needs to do it all the time. Stay in the damn pocket. He left it a bunch of times tonight when he had no reason to. Stay in the pocket. Because once, people don't understand. Yes, I know he can make it plays when he scrambles out of pocket. But that's not what the play design is. They don't call a play, hey, here's the play we're running. Jalen, run out of pocket, scramble, and make a play. That's not what the play call is. That's not what the roots are that the wide receivers are running. They always have to run, you know, they always have to look back and see that Jalen's scrambling, then they got to alter their whole route. So what does that do? It screws up the play. It's, it's only when you get like a backyard lucky open guy that finally breaks open and he makes a play. But the play design of itself is ruined immediately once he leaves the pocket. That's why it's a problem. And that's why I'm beginning to think more and more that, you know, I've been criticizing Johnson a lot this year. And I'm beginning to feel like a fool. Because I think Johnson might be calling the right plays. But Jalen is not executing them. He's not reading the wide open guy. He's not reading more than one guy. He's leaving the pocket. He's ruining the plays that are being called. Again, tonight, two or three plays that I could just name off the top of my head. Wide open guys. But Jalen's got one guy in mind. And he's going to throw it in regardless, no matter what. Or he's going to run out of pocket and try to create something. I'd be starting to get frustrated if I was a wide receiver in a the scene. They're out there trying to run their routes, and Jalen's not thrown to them. Or, when they're wide open, I should say, and or they look back and there's Jalen running again. This is a guy who has the benefit of having one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. You know how many quarterbacks would kill to have Jalen's line? And Jalen's just leaving the pocket. Unnecessarily. Ruining any protection that they had. Because, again, that's the other thing. Once he runs out of the pocket, guess what? The protection's all gone. Guys get free after that. Because Jalen's not where he's supposed to be. In the pocket. The linemen aren't protecting, you know, Jalen when he's scrambling all over the place. They try. But, again, it's not the design of the play. What a horrible performance tonight. This is a terrible loss. This is one that the Eagles may not recover from. It's that type of crappy loss. They may very well lose to the Giants next week. How pitiful would that be? I don't think they can beat it. There's no game. And this we're talking about the Giants are one of the worst teams in the league. 
There's no team this year, right now, that you could line up the Eagles against, and I would say that should be an easy win. Not one. You saw Carolina go down to Atlanta and win a game. Or maybe that was at home. I can't remember where it was. But either way, even the one and whatever Panthers got their second win of the season. That team would give the Eagles problems right now. That's how bad this team's playing. And I'm not even exaggerating. If you think I am, then you are missing the entire point or points that I'm making. This team is not good. Defensively, they are one of the worst teams in the entire league. And now they got a quarterback that's playing one of the worst entire league, playing like one of the worst. He has been horrible. And the Eagles also get the benefit of the tush push, which keeps these drives alive that normally they probably want to get a first down. So all these, the, the strength of this offensive line gives Jalen so many additional opportunities. And he is regressing rapidly. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some fans out there that are going to say I'm being too hard on Jalen because he played tonight with the flu and he's been sick. You know what? The way I look at it is this. You can call me old school or hard or whatever. If you suit up to play, then damn it, you're playing. And you better play well. There's no excuses. Same thing when you're injured in play. If you suit up, then we expect you to be able to play. Now, I don't think Mariota, because I think he sucks. So if Mariota was to start tonight, the Eagles would have definitely lost. No doubt in my mind. Mariota is horrible. But Jalen lost this game. It's not in the coaches. It's not even as bad as the defense played tonight in certain spots. It's not even on him. Jalen Hurts is the reason why the Eagles lost to Seattle tonight. 100%. And I just went over the reasons why. Terrible decisions. With the ball being reckless, throwing passes downfield, he has no, no need to do in crucial spots. You have one of the best long kickers in the league who's been clutch. They needed 13 or 15 yards or so with that last 20 or so seconds. They had three timeouts, or at least two timeouts at that point, to get 12 or 15 whatever yards to give Jake Elliott a shot to tie the game that they that he he blew. He being hurts. I guess Bradbury deserves a lot of a lot of uh blame also for getting smoked by the rookie. But he's been getting smoked all season. You almost expect that to happen. I haven't even got to my game notes yet. I'm just I'm teeing off on this team because they deserve a absolute tee off from Jeff. And they're getting it tonight. And Hertz is going to freaking get it. And he's got it, obviously. I don't even see any hope right now with three games left in the season for this team to even be able to turn things around at this point. I look at this team right now, one and done. Because they're gonna—they already qualified for playoffs, so they're gonna get a playoff game. They're gonna lose. Right now, I have no faith to beat anybody in the playoffs. Now, you may think I'm—you know, 
right after fresh, fresh after the game and maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and maybe have a different thought? I don't think so. I've been, I've been feeling this way for a while. This is the third straight week, as you know, those of you who've been with me listening, that I've picked the Eagles to lose. Now, the previous two games were against really good teams. Cowboys never lose at home. 49ers are the best team in the NFL. So that's not a shock. But you probably were surprised I picked Seattle to win. Wait till next week's pick. That one might really shock you if I picked the Giants to win. I'm not sure I'm going to do that, but we'll see. I, I'm just... I can't say I'm a loss for words, that's for sure, but uh, I am beyond pissed. And this is why you're getting my fresh reaction tonight. I was This is not one. I was thinking two things after the game. I'm like, I could wait and calm down and have probably a more, <laughs> certainly not be yelling it in your ear. I apologize. You probably turned the volume down a little bit. Probably should have warned you about that. I have kept it pretty clean, though. I haven't sworn that much. So it was either take some time and then do a podcast much more calmer because the game would be many, many hours past. Or give you a fresh, hey, man, game just ended. I'm going to turn the mic on and let's go. And that's what, that's what I decided to do. Because I'm sure also that most of you are as pissed off as I am. Well, you should be. So sometimes it's good to hear somebody else vent. This is a one of those times where I really, actually, it's pretty much every podcast, I really wish I could take some calls. At some point uh, down the road, maybe I'll have a podcast with that opportunity to do so. That's my that's my goal at some point. So we're we're not there yet, but uh, maybe one day. But I'd love to hear from you guys. There is still an email that you can use, as you know, those of you who've been listening to me before. You can email me your thoughts at P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. That's a way you can get in touch with me and the show. So let me know if you think I'm far off or if you think I'm right on with my analysis of what went on tonight. Just horrible. What a horrible performance. Right, let me back up a little bit. I'm going to try to calm down a little bit. It's, it's, I'm not going to calm down because reading my notes is just going to piss me off even more. All right, so I have down here, I'll read you exactly what I have written down, other than the, the total debacle at the end. One of the first things I wrote, hurts leaving the pocket too soon. Bingo. I already talked about that. Little did I know later in the game, or as the game continued to progress, he would get even worse at that. Because this is basically in chronolog- chronological order. I wrote these notes down as I was watching. I wrote down my other note. Lead at the half for the first time in six games. That was an accomplishment. Think about this. A 10-win team, and they have been down at halftime for the last six straight freaking games. Like I said, folks, the warning signs about this team not being one of the better teams in the league have been there all season. And maybe I haven't been emphasizing them enough. And, of course... Seattle gets the ball the first half, or, you know, gets the ball first the first half, marches right down the field and gets scored a touchdown. Way to go, guys. So much for that halftime lead. 
relying way too much on the push, the, the, you know, the, the push tush, whatever you, I'm so, I'm starting to get sick of that play. Because the Eagles do it way too much. There's no need when they're at the goal line and it's first down for them to use the run a tush push to score a touchdown. And again, maybe it is. Maybe this offense is so inept that they can't get a freaking yard other than doing that play. Why else would you run on first down? Do you have zero confidence in any other play? Can't get a yard? Maybe that's another warning sign all of us has just been overlooking. Why do Eagles keep running the tush push on first down and, you know, to score in the goal line? Or from a yard out or two yards out or whatever? Why? Swift can't run the touchdown in from two yards out? Hurts can't throw a fade pass in the corner of the end zone? Or a quick crossing round? What the hell's going on here? No, we got to run a tush push on first down. Really? During the first half, too, how many times do they continue every single year? Well, I shouldn't say every single year, but since Sirianni's really been here. He loves... And it's got to be coming from him because it's been under different offensive coordinators now where they run this stupid play. And that is the quick pass out to the flat, which always goes nowhere. In fact, it looks like they're running the play for the first time every time they run it. Guys running into each other. I mean, it looks like a complete mess even before they even execute the play or try to execute it. I was telling Matt, there's two players that you, if you have on your team, you can run that play with. There's two guys in the entire league, Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel. That's it. If you don't have those guys, don't run that play. It's a waste of a down. Funny thing is, the Eagles run that play with like the skinniest, smallest wide receiver in the entire NFL. And about the Smith, who just gets killed. Then they ran one table with Goddard and he ran into a guy. I mean, it was just get that play out of the freaking playbook, please. Sidney Brown. I love Sidney Brown. Love the guy. Love his passion. Love his heart. Love his tenacity. But man, he must have missed four or five tackles in this game. Now I'm beginning to see why he was drafted in the third round. I still think this guy's got a long, a lot of promise, but man, he needs to stop. He's like too aggressive. He over pursues way too much. Now I know he's still learning the defense, so I'm not going to kill him. I'm not. I'd rather have a guy that with this much passion and energy and 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 heart in the game, and then have him just learn the game, and you know get some good coaching, than somebody who doesn't have that type of energy and, and promise. So I, I'm not going to kill Brown, but he was terrible tonight. The regression of Jalen Hurts is my biggest concern. The Eagles 
paying him close to $50 million a season. And he is becoming a one-dimensional quarterback right before our eyes, regressing to that because this is not how he played last year. It is how he played his rookie year, which is why I was very hard on him, and I criticized him quite a bit on this podcast. You can go back to the older podcast and see. See for yourself. That's what's a good thing about podcasts. You have a record of it. They're all there. So I'm right on. <laughs> you have a historical uh, blueprint of my criticisms of him. And then I praised him a lot last year because the things that I was hoping he would improve on before last season, he did. And he has taken one gigantic step backwards this season. How the Eagles have won 10 games this year, I have no idea. I really don't know. But they are not one of the top teams in the NFL. They're not. So my expectations for this once promising season are at an all-time low for the season, that's for sure. Um. They're probably still going to be able to. And I say probably now because, again, these next three games, you want to sit there and say that the Giants are going to be easy? They should be easy. The Giants are terrible. But I have zero confidence in the Eagles playing anybody right now. That's why I think this division is still wide open. Everyone's just, you heard them tonight. Oh, the Eagles got such an easy schedule. Really? Have you been watching this team? I don't know what else I'm going to say. I haven't listened to any of the – usually I at least after the post after the games, I listen to the press conferences, and I can't wait to hear Sirianni and the Eagles spin not only this loss, but what happened with the whole defensive coordinator change. And I'll talk about that in a podcast probably either tomorrow maybe. could be as early as tomorrow. Probably not till Wednesday. But we'll see. Yeah, it probably will be Wednesday. I don't know. But make sure you follow the podcast so you know when it drops. Man. They got a break, too, you know? The Cowboys lost to the Bills. They got crushed. So the Eagles even had a freaking gift to seal the NFC East division. And they couldn't even do that playing against a backup quarterback. No Devon Witherspoon, who a lot of people are like, maybe like, who? The guy's one of the best young corners in the league. They didn't even have him tonight, and they couldn't beat Seattle. This is one of the worst Eagles losses that I can remember. They've had other really bad losses, but it's been a while since they've had one this bad that I can remember. This is a horrible loss. Inexcusable. And Jalen has a lot to answer for. Now, here's the thing about Jalen. I know the guy works hard. I know he had the flu tonight. But he's had a whole season, because this is not something he's just doing the last couple weeks. 
the entire year, this offense has been sputtering and spinning its wheels and stalling out all season long. Jalen has 16 intercept or 16 turnovers. He's been a turnover machine. He has more turnovers than the Eagles have played games. And we're paying him $50 million a season. You know how many quarterbacks turn the ball over more times in games played? Bad quarterbacks. Bad. Not even average. Bad. Now, I'm not going to go as far as saying Jalen's a bad quarterback yet. But if he doesn't turn things around, those conversations are going to start happening. And, you know, because Jalen's work worth ethic and, you know, I really think the guy's a hard worker and busts his ass to become the player he's even become because he's not that athletically talented in terms of playing quarterback. I mean, he's, he's an athlete, but he's not. He doesn't have a good arm, and he's never really had a really good um, – been able to read defenses all that well. He's had to work on those type of things. And he did. That's the frustrating part. He became a really good quarterback last year. So the Giants next week, the lowly Giants. I can't wait to see what the spread is for this game. I tell you what, it shouldn't be that shouldn't be that many points. As bad as the Giants are, <laughs> it should not be that many points. This this loss tonight was pathetic. You see how surprised Pete Carroll was at the end of that game? You couldn't believe that they won that game. Great throw and catch, by the way, by Drew Locke, who clearly throws a better deep ball than Jalen Hurts does. Bradbury. As far as I'm concerned, Bradbury and Slay, we're not going to talk about end of season stuff at the end of the season, but I think the Eagles need two good corners. Maybe bring Slay back. I mean, he at least has the ability to still play. Bradbury is just done. And I like Bradbury as a, as a guy, you know, but he's just, he doesn't have it anymore. He's regressed big time. Eagles need to get younger corner. Got to get some freaking linebackers in here. And get Jalen to figure it out again because he, we have a quarterback right now that's playing like the bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL. That's how bad he's been. I don't know what happened. He just, he's a one-read quarterback now. Doesn't read defenses. Guy's wide open, running right across, right in front of him. Still throws the ball deep to somebody who's double-covered. What are you doing? I mean, I wish I really wasn't expecting to come on tonight and beat up this team like this. And again, this is some come from someone who predicted they would lose. I told you, I hate picking against the Eagles. I ain't want to be right.
So anyone out there that may have laughed at me because I picked Seattle to win, what are you thinking now? I just, I know this team, man. I know football. I know bad football. And that's what we're seeing right now from Eagles, unfortunately. Well, listen, folks, we'll be back. The sun will rise tomorrow, and we'll get back into it, all right? This team is still technically in the first place, but uh, they have a lot of work to do with the cities. And, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. We're all in this together. We're all flying with eagles. We're all dying with eagles. That's how we roll. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll be back in a day or two. Recap some things. See what the Eagles' excuses are for everything we've done here this week and the game itself. And we'll talk to you all soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.